What is going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. All right, we have reached the end of the week for these episodes, and um, I'm very excited because Fridays are really, really fun episodes for me when we come to the conclusion of this week's One Block Challenge. But before I get into all that, if this is your first time tuning into this podcast, I want to welcome you to Dig Straight Down. It's a podcast all about Minecraft updates, and those could be updates that are actually coming to the game that Mojang has officially announced, such as the 1.21 update, or these could be updates that we're making up just with our imaginations because we are fans of the game and we're speculating on what could happen if such and such a thing was added to Minecraft. We like to do that a lot, so if either of those things are interesting to you, you are in the right place. Now, I like to kick off every episode with a special segment. It's called the Q&A segment. This is where I had asked you guys a question, and you guys came at me with a ton of answers. I like to showcase your creativity and the way that you guys think about Minecraft. And so, a few episodes ago, I asked you this question. How would you add a tutorial or instructions to Minecraft? This is obviously piggybacking off of a conversation that we had in a previous episode about um, the problem that Minecraft has with the sort of like hidden knowledge. There's a lot of little features in Minecraft that somebody who's playing the game for the first time and who isn't really very connected with the community, um, they would never know that they had to do something. Uh, For instance, one of the things that we were talking about was the upcoming wolf armor. The way that you craft the wolf armor is by getting armadillo scoots, and the way you get those scoots is by using the archaeology brush on an armadillo. Now, there is nothing in the game that would ever give you that hint that you have to go use a brush on an armadillo and then get those scoots to put together the wolf armor. Like, there's no hints in the whole game as to, you know, directing the player to do that. There has long been a reliance on the community to sort of fill in that gap. But I contend, as do many other people, that we really should not lean on the community for um, teaching players how to play the game as it's intended to play. Now, there's obviously a lot of things that um, you would never know how to do, such as, you know, building flying machines. Like, that's something that the community has come up with on its own. That's not intended gameplay. That's not really a part of the game as it was designed. It's something that the community just discovered is possible. That's fine to rely on the community to teach players, but something that is that is especially specifically designed in the game by the game developers, in my opinion, the game should teach you how to do those things or at least give you hints. And so I wanted to see what you guys had to say about this. Brennan answered and said, hints that pop up like advancements when you're trying to do something that's a gameplay feature. And this is something that I personally think would be great. So for instance, maybe you craft the brush for the first time. Maybe you get a advancement or an achievement that pops up and then you're able to go into your, you know, achievement tree. You click on that particular achievement and there's maybe just a brief little paragraph that gives you some clues and hints as to what you could possibly do with the brush. Maybe something that says, hey, have you seen suspicious gravel or suspicious sand laying around? Maybe you could see what's inside of those blocks with this brush. 
or something like if you see a mob that curls up when you scare it, just go ahead and tickle it with a brush and see what happens. Like something that doesn't necessarily give you the the minute details of what you're doing, but just kind of points you in the right direction so that there's no, you know, features falling through the great gaps there. Super Chicken says, honestly, I like that aspect of Minecraft, how it is. No tutorials or anything. And I think that's fair. You know, there there's there is a group of people who genuinely enjoy um you know the the sort of discovery and the necessary experimenting that you have to do to learn how to play the game as well as just going over and spending time in the community and having a fun time with other people learning how to play the game and i see the value in it and i see the point i would just say that you're not going to lose that if you have a few signposts in minecraft that are just pointing you in the right direction, not, you know, not giving you the exact details of what you need to do, but just pointing you in the right direction. But again, that's just one opinion, and I respect the other opinion very much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Doc says, I've recently been teaching my dad to play Minecraft, and it is very hard. Imagine putting him in Minecraft and saying, play. <laughs> Minecraft needs a tutorial for new players. Keep up the great work. Well, thanks, Doc. And um, as having, you know, as somebody who's tried to teach other people how to play Minecraft, it's crazy. It, it's a crazy time. So um, it's it's very hard. There's a lot of things in the game that don't make sense to someone who's either never really played video games before or hasn't really played Minecraft before. Like, Minecraft is very unique uh, among the video games of the world. So, yeah, I do think there needs to be some sort of onboarding. Maybe that can be, they can bring back the tutorial world again that they used to have, where you go in and it's just like they walk you through the very basics of movement and uh, mining and placing blocks. That would be fine, I think. This person likes chickens forever says, I really wouldn't because the whole point of Minecraft is for players to make their own stories and create their own worlds. And I think that's fine. And look, I don't want um, a tutorial that tells you um, what to do in the game. I would just want more of, you know, like I was saying, hints that, hey, there's a there's something really cool if you kind of put this thing and this thing together if you take your brush and go to a armadillo maybe something cool would happen um or maybe if you have all of your obsidian if you make a frame out of it something cool might happen if you play around with this so it's not telling you what to do it's not giving you missions and you have to fulfill the missions um in order to progress through the game you're still able to determine whatever you want to do. It's just that there's a little bit more hints as to those little harder to find features uh, for newer players. That's really what I'm thinking. But I do agree that the point of Minecraft is for you to be able to do whatever you want, really, and create your own stories and your own worlds. Silas says, players could find chiseled bookshelves in witch huts. 
which not only give the players incentive to go there, but they could also find information about the world of Minecraft in the books. And that's a cool idea. Um, I think that the only hurdle they would have to get around is um, putting books in, this, in the right languages, because not everybody who plays Minecraft speaks the same language as we do. And so I don't know how they would program that in if somebody selected, say, Japanese, um, and all of those books render in in Japanese. I'm not sure how that would work, um, but I would like that if, that if that was possible. That would be really cool. Barbecue has a similar idea, and they say introduce an in-game guidebook item explaining basics. Include optional context-sensitive tips like the books from the Minecraft book The Island by Max Brooks. Um, and I like that idea, especially because I read that book, or rather I listened to that book on Audible, and it was really, really good. So if you haven't looked at The Island by Max Brooks, it's a great um, official Minecraft novel that I really loved. But the main character would encounter these these guidebooks in random chests around their world. That would kind of teach them how to play the game. I think a version of that would be kind of interesting. You're really relying on finding these books to begin with, which means you've got to explore far and wide. But that would be cool. That would be cool if that was one of the ways that you could learn how to play the game. Acorn says old versions of Minecraft had tutorials, but only in the overworld. In 1.21, tutorials could be added for all three dimensions. Crafting and smelting recipes would be amazing. Maybe something with all utility blocks. Well, thank you so much, guys, for these ideas. And if you want your ideas and answers read out on an upcoming episode, go to this episode on Spotify, interact with the Q&A post there, and I'll do my best to read out as many of those as I can in a future episode. Now, before we read out the ideas from the winners of the One Block Challenge, I do want to remind you guys that Discord is the place to be if you want to see things happen with the One Block Challenge. There's a lot of collaborations already happening, and it just makes me so excited to see people who have listened to this podcast for a length of time coming together and participating in a very, you know, fun challenge that we're putting together. So if that's interesting to you, if you want to connect with people and collaborate on these things, go to the link that's in the show notes of this episode and head on over to the Discord and join in the fun. Um, there's a lot of great things happening right now, a lot of great people chatting about Minecraft, the One Block Challenge, and other things about the podcast, so please go over and join if you can. Also, while you're there, go ahead and swing by my YouTube channel and subscribe if you haven't already. I really, really want to hit 500 subscribers before the end of this month. I think we can do it. We're about eight subscribers away from hitting that goal, so if you're not already subscribed and you would like to see videos about exploration and some storytelling, and if any of that is interesting to you, I think you'll enjoy subscribing to my channel so you don't miss those videos. So yeah, I would like to hit 500 subscribers by the end of this month, and I really think that we can do that together. Now, on to the main topic of this episode, which of course is the winners of this week's One Block Challenge. Now, the theme for this week's One Block Challenge was respawning. And there were a lot of really creative ideas that came through, and I really had to whittle them down. They were really creative, and so I applaud you guys on all of your ideas. But of course, there can only be three winners. And let's start here with third place. And third place is Neptune Dragon Force with this idea. Hi Rebel, here is my idea for the one block challenge. The name of the block is Heartstone. 
What it looks like is a carved stone chest. You craft it with three lodestone blocks over a chest. To use it, you must first charge it with one emerald by right-clicking on it with an emerald in hand. Once you place this block, it will serve as a respawn anchor. On death, you can open up a pop-up screen and deposit some inventory in them. When you respawn, you will respawn at the one nearest to your death and can access the items in the hearthstone. You cannot place shulker boxes in the hearthstone, and if another player tries to open the chest, they will be immediately shot back about 25 blocks. I hope you like my idea. I fell through bedrock. <laughs> Neptune Dragonforce got shot over the edge of a cliff when he tried to open someone else's hearthstone. That's an interesting idea. So a um, it's almost like a storage block that punishes people for trying to access one that doesn't belong to them. That's kind of cool. Um, I like this for a couple of reasons. One, because when you die, you're able to sort of, uh, maybe if there, maybe there could be a timer on this, so you can't just sit there for an hour pondering over what items to save, but maybe say for about 10 seconds, you have a chance to, um, go ahead and store away some of your things. This would be really useful if you fell through, uh, it fell into, um, lava or even fell into the void. Um, this would be really useful because you have a chance to save some of your items. Again, you can't put your shulker boxes in there, so you can't save everything, but maybe your most precious stuff. And also that you respawn at the one that is nearest to your death instead of just the, the most recent one you interacted with. That's cool too and very useful for getting back to your place of dying so that you can collect everything else. Um, so all in all, I think this is a very good idea. The only thing that I would criticize about it just a little bit is that it seems very, very expensive to craft and maybe that's justified. Um, but lodestones, I believe they require netherite and netherite, as we all know, is insanely difficult to get. So, um, it might be kind of expensive, but I do think that it is a great block with a great use. So congratulations, Neptune, on coming in third place. Now on to second place, we have the idea from Netherite Enchanted Sword. My idea is a new type of obsidian that you could only mine with a gold pickaxe. It would be black with blue dots. You can also find it in broken nether portals as, as it can be found in the nether. If you had it, you would respawn at the same spot that you died. Love your podcast. Keep up the great work. I will see you at Bedrock. All right, so this idea is interesting. So it's a new type of obsidian, so that kind of ties it in with the respawn anchor a good bit, especially because you can also find it in the nether. So the respawn anchor is the respawning block for the nether. It makes sense because you use crying obsidian, I believe, to craft it. Um, and the fact here that you have to mine it with a gold pickaxe kind of ties it in further with the nether because, of course, gold is found very plentifully in the nether. And uh, the piglins, would, if they are going to use a pickaxe, it's going to be a gold one. You can bet on it. So it seems like this is going to be something that's tied to piglin culture in a way. Maybe this could be something that you could trade or barter with from piglins or even find it in um uh what's they called uh bastions in uh in the in the bastions that the piglins live in that would be really really cool what i like about this is that you don't necessarily have to place it in the world it's the the idea only says if you have it you respawn at the same spot you die this would be really really great or really really bad depending on the situation 
For instance, if you died because you, um, you were ganged up on by several zombies or you were at a pillager outpost or maybe even in a raid, um, we've all been in those situations where you die and then you respawn and the same thing that killed you before kills you again. I mean, what if this happened in the ancient city? Um, that would be crazy, crazy scary. But at, on the other hand, this could also be really good because what if you died by falling into a ravine? Then, of course, you really want to get back to your stuff um, and this would just respawn you at the bottom of the ravine without taking any sort of fall damage. Um, so there are situations in which this would be really, really great and honestly something that I would probably opt for instead of having a bed respawn point. So Netherite Enchanted Sword Thank you for the idea and congratulations on coming in second place. And finally, we have first place and this one comes from the Discord. So you can submit your ideas uh, for the one block challenge on Discord. Just so you know, that is entirely possible. This one comes from Minecraft was my idea. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, but there, this is their uh, idea, their submission. The pet bed. How this would work is very similar to the regular bed, except for the fact that you can't sleep in it. If you place down a pet bed, any of your tame pets will claim that bed if they wander close enough, and if that pet dies, they will respawn at their pet bed. Also, I think that the pets would like to sit on their beds every once in a while. And maybe cats will bring the items that they collect at night and drop them on the pet bed instead, because making farms would be easier. P.S. Cats, dogs, and parrots, I imagine, could use these beds. Um, this came in first place for me because pets are in desperate need of help in Minecraft. There is no more endangered creature in the game than a pet. If you're actually going to allow the pet to walk around, they're probably going to die one way or another. Because as a player, you're going into dangerous situations. So why not allow pets to respawn just like the player can respawn. It makes total perfect sense that this would happen. And of course, they can only respawn if they have this pet bed uh, set up and if they're connected to it. If they don't, maybe they die and they just don't come back ever again. I think that that would be fair and at least gives the player an, a, a way to keep their uh, pet from dying and, and just being deleted from the world if they don't want that to happen. If for some reason they do want that to happen, all they have to do is break the pet bed and kill their animal. I mean, that's horrible, but at least they have that option. So I really, really like this idea and especially because um, the pets interact with it also, uh, pets rest in the bed, they sleep in the bed, they sit on the bed, maybe they could just walk around the bed. Um, and this could kind of pair with some sort of AI um, update to pets where you can tell them to patrol an area or to, you know, walk around a certain perimeter of an area without following you around so that you're not always having to babysit your pet. So there's a lot of cool things and a lot of cool ways that this uh, feature could work in the game, and I really like it. So uh, thank you so much. Minecraft was my idea, and congratulations on coming in first place. All right, guys. Well, that is the end of this week's One Block Challenge. If you are upset or disappointed that your idea didn't get selected or maybe you weren't able to turn your idea in, don't worry. You can go ahead and get started on next week's uh, challenge. The theme for next week's challenge is 
damage. So I want you to imagine a new block for Minecraft that has something to do with damage. Note that it doesn't have to be a block that gives damage, it just has to have something to do with damage. You can email me your idea or you can send it to me on Discord and only do one idea per person, please. Unless you're collaborating, then of course you share one idea. You can include art, but that is optional. Provide the name of the block, a description of what it looks like, how you would obtain it in Minecraft, and any function that it has. Keep your description simple and to the point, and I will announce the winners in next week's Friday episode. You have until Wednesday next week to turn in your idea. And just so that we're clear, blocks in these challenges are just anything that you can place in the world. That's all that a block is. I'm not going by the technical description of blocks in Minecraft. A block is something that you can simply place in the world. Well, that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Please send me your ideas, your questions, your comments to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com and join the Discord. The link is in the description of this episode. The music featured on this podcast was created by Miles Roxalot, and I have been your host, Rebel JC. Until next episode, guys, keep digging straight down. I will see you at Bedrock.